We're continuing the Navi Shiur. I'm not here on Wednesday and Thursday. And Alona's not here next week. So get ready for some... Uh, um, that's not, it's not going to stop us, to be honest. But, but I will probably... If I even do it, it's going to be from abroad this week. And um, so we could keep up. In the meantime, last time we did the crossing of the Jordan River by the Jewish people. And so far... We, the Jewish people crossed to the, to the other side. And the Kohanim are still standing in the Jordan River. And they're waiting there with the Aaron as the Jewish people cross. Yoshua then told 12 people who he had prepared, the 12 representatives of the tribes, to take 12 stones and to set them up in Israel proper as a reminder and a remembrance for this miracle. Typical of any time a miracle happens to us, we establish a, something physical as a reminder of that miracle for generations to come. And if you even look at the language of the, of the Navi, the language of the Navi when he sets up those stones is very similar to the language of, of how we're supposed to tell our kids to do stuff, let's say, in the Kadesh Li. You know? So, so it, the language reminds us of language from similar things, times in history, like the Seder night, where we're supposed to tell our kids and train them in the way of God. Now, in the meantime, once all of this miracle happened, and they crossed the Jordan River, the Patsuk very importantly says, on that day, God raised up the status of Yahushua in the eyes of Israel, and they feared him as they feared Moshe all the days of his life. So, by, by being part of this miracle, Yahushua essentially proves himself to be at least worthy of the people's respect, well, the same way you, the same way Moshe I was. Say that God raised it. Wouldn't the people themselves have to? No, see that? by by doing this miracle in through Yoshua, God raised up the status of Yoshua. I mean, I don't, I don't. Oh no! Can we, can we unplug it. <laughs> okay. Now we are on pasuk tedva. Vayomer Adonai Yoshua lemor. God said, spoke to Yoshua saying, Command the Kohanim that are carrying the Aaron and they should come out of the Jordan. Remember, the Kohanim are still in the Jordan River waiting for Bnei Israel to pass. Okay? So Yoshua is now told to tell the Kohanim to leave the Jordan River so that it can go back to flowing. So Yoshua told the Kohanim saying, get out of the Jordan. And it was when the Kohanim, the carriers of the Ark of God, came out of the Jordan, and their feet separated from the ground to the dry ground outside the Jordan. The waters of the Yadin returned to their place. And it went, like, like yesterday and the day before, on all of its banks, meaning it went back to its natural flow. The people got out of the Jordan River on the 10th of the first month by Gilgal, and they, they camped in a place called Gilgal, on the edge east of Yericho. What's the significance of the 10th day of the first month? 10th day of the first month? 10th day of the first month. What is the significance of that? No. First, first month is in reference to Nisan here. It's a week before they left Egypt, no? It's five days before they left Egypt. They left Egypt on the 15th. 
and this is the same day that they were told to take the Korban Pesach. They were told to take the Korban Pesach on the 10th day and to guard it and according to Rashi inspect it until the 14th day on which they, on which they, uh, they slaughtered it. So if you're reading Tanakh, the, the Tanakh carefully, you realize that the 10th day here, this, that they left the Jordan River on the 10th day is maybe a preparation for something the same way the 10th day when they left Egypt was a preparation for the Korban Pesach. It's almost like there are the, the Tanakh is trying to draw our attention to the fact that we have this process that we went through when we left Egypt and then we're going through a very similar process as we enter Eretz Israel. So that's a very important theme. You're going to see the parallels. Now there's going to be a, another major reason why you could make that connection. Now they go to a place called Gilgal. In the meantime, these 12 stones that they took from the Jordan, Yoshua then established them in Gilgal. And then he says to Ben Israel, When your sons ask you, What are these stones? What does that sound like, by the way? When your sons ask you tomorrow, what are these stones? Does that ring a bell? Like with Moshe, when, when last week's parasha. Last week's parasha. It's all of the, in the Haggadah, when your kids come to you and say, Right, so it's a similar, it's a similar uh, way of speaking. So it's, we're doing it's, it for generations. Right, generations. So, so the same way we're trying, we try to etch the leaving of Mitzrayim into the memory of our kids, Yeshua is trying to do the same thing with the crossing of the Jordan, potentially with the entrance into the land of Israel. It's all like an education, educational experience. So when your kids come and ask you, "Ma ha'abanim ha'ele ve'odatemet benechem lemor ba'yabasha avad Israel etayadenaseh," then you will tell your kids, "Israel passed through this Jordan on dry land." Asher hovish Adonai Eloheichem et me'ha'yarden. Now you're talking to your kids and you're saying, "Your God Adonai, He dried up." The waters of the Arden from before you until you passed. The same way your God did to the Yamsuf when he passed, when he dried it for us until we passed. Okay, so it's very interesting the way he's framing this whole thing. He's framing it as go to your kids and say that the same way God has um, he dried he's dry, he dried up the the Jordan for your generation, he had also dried up the Yamsu for our generation. So obviously the parallel is there and it's made explicit. So that all of the people of the land will know the hand of God, for it is strong. So that you fear Hashem your God all of the days. Okay? So uh, again, turning this, the, they take those 12 stones, they're supposed to be a memorial. How are the 12 stones a memorial exactly? For the, for the drawing of the Arden? They took it from the actual... Yeah, the only thing I could think of is that they took it out of the Arden. So they were, oh, these are stones that came out of the Arden. Now, if... How, how would I get... It doesn't look like natural. No, no, of course, but, but what's it, what is the, the connection between stones and the, the drawing of the Arden? I think the idea is that stones, they sink, they, they, don't, they don't float, right? So the only way to get them is you have to go under the water. So if you're pull, pulling stones from a river, it means you were at the bottom of the river where it was dry. Which is impossible. Therefore. Which is impossible. So therefore, people who see stones from the bottom of the Jordan River will know that 
our forefathers walked through the Jordan River while it was dry. Okay? Uh, a little bit more, a few more psukim. And well, the Amorite kings that were on the western side of the Jordan River, and all of the Canaanite kings that were by the the that were on the coast, heard that God dried up the Jordan River for Bnei Israel. Their hearts melted. And they had no more spirit before Bnei Israel. This is very similar to what Rachav, from our first, second chapter, also told us about the spirit of the Canaanite people, that their heart had been completely melted and they were all afraid of Bnei Israel. And then the next piece that we're not going to study today is the piece of Yehoshua then doing a mass circumcision. So the story there is that Bnei Israel did not circumcise their kids while they were in the desert, probably because it was too dangerous. So they waited, and now you have a whole generation of Jews who have not done Brit Milah. You also have a whole generation of Jews who probably have not done the Korban Pesach ever. Because they only did the Korban Pesach that first year, and I think the second year. And then after that, they didn't do Korban Pesach anymore, until they got into Eretz Israel. So the significance is... Yoshua is reestablishing the Brit Milah and the Korban Pesach as we enter Israel. So the theme is going to be when we leave Egypt, we do a mass circumcision and a Korban Pesach. And when we enter Israel, we're doing the same thing. And what day is it so far? What day are we on of the month? Said 10. We're on the 10th day of the month. So it makes sense. If you do the Brit Milah today, then you have three days to heal. And then by Pesach, you have your Brit Milah, you have healed, and now you're able to do the Korban Pesach also. So they did the Korban Pesach for Pesach. Amen. 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 I'm in the podcast.